Are you living your life on autopilot? My name is Amy Ballantyne. Welcome to Power to the People Pleasers. So excited to have my guest here, Erica Wiederlight, confidence coach. Erica, welcome. Oh, thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. Oh, this is great. This is going to be a great conversation. So you are a podcaster, a really top rated podcaster. So I'm I'm pumped <laughs> to have you on here. A speaker and a confidence coach. You're you're we the light. Tell me about this. We the light. Oh my gosh. Well, okay. You can imagine where I got the name from. Mm -hmm. uh, but I never imagined, and I was thinking about this. I was thinking about this this morning. I would have never, in a million years, imagined doing what I do now, just because I was so the opposite. So I would have been like, what are you talking about? Uh, so for We The Light, uh, like you said, you know, I have a, a podcast. I'm a one-on-one -on -one coach, group coaching, speaking. Um, it's all about having folks embody their confidence, their, radiant, their radiance, their aliveness, taking up space. And again, I would have LOL'd in the past. Like that was so not my go-to, um, which is why this work is so important to me. And what happened for you to switch? What were you but like before and how did you change over? Yeah. So as a child, sure. Like this was, you know, this was kind of the flow and in my liveness and radiance. And you know the deal, like as things happen, as life events go on, I kind of thought it was safe to make myself small or hide and people please and, you know, all the things. And I had a year and it was a quite the year um, where I had three friends pass away. My mom was diagnosed with cancer. Uh, I was going through a horrendous breakup and I was dealing with an eating disorder. Oh and it was like, LO, like, it was like, okay, like this is, you have an opportunity here, like to like, here it is. Like, this is your come to Jesus, fall to your knees, rock yeah. bottom moment. And for me, I was like, all right, all right. And this, honestly, it was my mom's cancer diagnosis that got me like interested in, it was funny. I was like, I'm doing this for her. I'm doing this for her. And really like, I was like, oh, I'm so excited to share this with you, mom. I'm so excited to share this, this with you, with this with you. And obviously that transformed my life as well. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. What were, what were some of the things that you were sharing with her that you were so excited to share? Yeah. I slowly started to get into like mindset and embodiment and, you know, confidence. And it all started to unwind from there. You know, I jokingly said, again, I was like, I would, I was never going to do this work. And I, I just, I was like, I'm going to become, I'm going to do coaching for, for fun. It's like, yeah, okay, Erica. You know, so I was like, just, just for fun. I was like, so I could help her. And I remember people were like, I think you're like starting a business. And I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm just sharing this information. Like, and they're like, okay. But like, it slowly started where I would, you know, have friends over and I, I wouldn't call it a class or a group. I would just, you know, like I would slowly, I was just so touched by everything I was learning that I was like, I have to share it with others. So this had no intention of being a business. I had no idea. Now it makes sense. I'm like, ah, yes, my life was pointing me to this direction the whole time. Yeah. But it, it started from a pure place of like, oh my gosh, this transformed me so much. I have to share. I have to share. It came, that was the big why. And it's still the big why underneath the purpose. 
Wow, I love it. So we're talking about living our life on autopilot. Yeah. Before I, or maybe as we're talking about this topic, I'd love for you to share embodiment work in layman's terms. Pretend I've never heard about this. What do you mean? Totally. To keep it totally simple, for me, it's being in my body. Mm -hmm. uh, versus being, and again, there's, you know, there's purpose of us being in our head sometimes, mm -hmm. you know, sometimes we have good information. And so it's not to avoid the head, but it's mm -hmm. also to be in our body. Um, and that means knowing what sensations are coming up, what emotions. Um, the other day I was doing a class, an embodiment class, and I was like, oh my God, I feel a pain in like very specifically like this, this part of my hand that I never felt before, but it's because I allowed space for embodiment. So like simple term is being safe and landed in your body. Wow. Wow. Okay. And the concept of taking up space, you mentioned that. Tell me what that means, please. Yeah. So taking up space, um, and it's such a, it's so funny because we hear this so often in this world. It's like unapologetic. And, and so I'm like, oh my gosh, I, I roll my eyes, but there is truth to it. Of, <laughs> so I'm like, oh no, not me. Um, but unapologetically taking up space. And what I mean is um, for, for a long time, I would make myself small and like actually quite physically. Like I remember sitting on the subway and I'd be like, in, in a in a pretzel. Um, I wouldn't speak my truth. Uh, so every, I found every way to be agreeable. Um, and that's not saying like, of course, be kind, you know, of course, have values and morals, but I found every way to avoid taking up space. Um, and so what I'm suggesting here is how can we find ways for it to be safe for us to speak our truth, ask yeah. for our needs, um, make ourselves comfortable in our bodies, like quite yeah. physically taking up space, you know? Yes. Amazing. Amazing. So when we talk about, you know, living our, your life on autopilot, when you're working with clients, where does this show up? Oh my gosh. That's such a good question. All the time. I see it. Sure. We could go broad stroke, like relationships, um, even money, you know, all, you could see it all the big, big categories, but I even want to like micro parse yes, it out. Yeah. Like I silly example, but I always say this is I have people being like, it's Tuesday. That means I have to eat a turkey sandwich or mm. after like, and you're like, oh my gosh. And they, they see that they've put themselves in the same pattern over and over and over again. And if that makes you feel safe and comfortable, cool. But they're like, oh my gosh, I never thought what would it be like if I packed myself sushi instead of yeah. the turkey sandwich, you know, because it's just becomes so ritualistic. And again, there's a, absolutely a space for it, but I see people um, like forgetting to be playful of like, I'm getting, getting into the car. I'm going to listen to these, these songs or this podcast. And it's like, great. And you know, like there's, there's other things available. So I like to uh, invite my clients into just like starting with the senses mm. of like, you know, like let's try something different to eat or, okay, you always use a lavender pillow spray. What would it be like to use peppermint? I'm making something up, but you know, like I go through the senses and it's like, let's experiment. Let's see if your body is like, oh, I like this or like, no, but it's like, let's slowly burst out of the mundane, the like same old, same old, same mm. old. So with your clients, is there a specific type of person that comes to you more often based on this kind con concept of autopilot? 
No. <laughs> because different. everyone's so different. You know, we all have similarities, but everyone's mm-hmm. so different because I think we all find our ways that we mm-hmm. go in autopilot. So one client, I may see it really in this category in their life and another client in this category, but you know the deal. Like we so often go on autopilot and just yeah. like keep on keeping on, which again, great. Like there's value to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's that we don't place a value in the society of like, oh my gosh, you know, like the play, the outrageousness, the fun. Yeah. Um, I always have people be like, oh my God, I can't believe five years passed. Oh my God, I can't believe this much time passed. And it's, you know, the deal. It's like about being present and yeah. feeling like we're more involved in our life than like, I guess it's just passing by. Yep. <laughs> just watching it roll. Yeah. I know. Yep. Like, bye. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So let's have an example. There's a, a, a mother who is busy, very like heavy into the, the chaos of her children. And she is feeling disconnected on autopilot, wants, wants change. Where would you start with that human? Oh, love. Okay. That's such a great question. I think parenthood is its own category too, because it's so (laughs) about, you know, like giving, which is great. Like that's, you know, but, um, I think there's a, there's something that wants to come through about like reclamation Mm -hmm. of like for her, like what's her joy, um, even while she's playing with the kids or like, how could she take back a little bit of that power? So if it's like playing with the kids or cooking instead of like, oh boy, I got to cook 13 pancakes. Like, mm-hmm. okay, hold on. Like I'm going to put on 13. my favorite. That's yeah. not feed anybody. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Try again. <laughs> oh, I'm crying. I'm crying. That's amazing. Um, so she's flipping those pancakes. Um, and you know, like, instead of being like, I, again, that's how we, we shut off. And we go on autopilot. Like mm-hmm. I got to do this. 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 And I'm not saying wash it away. Cause like, of course we can't. Um, but how can we add and infuse our joy into that? And it's, it is a discipline mm-hmm. because our brains like stop, you know, like our brain makes every reason why that's not important. Like I got to get through the checklist. Stop. That's not important. But us reclaiming that like pleasure or that aliveness within those like micro moments are so transformative and truly life-changing because you know the life happens in the mundane yeah so one of the things that i like to do um especially when i'm feeling lower is turning on some dance music while flipping the pancakes yes (laughs) yes What are some other examples that you're like, okay, we're going to be in our body and we're going to touch into our joy. What are some other examples that you would help clients with? Yeah. I love that you actually extracted like being in our body. Cause I think sometimes people are like, oh, I'm down to do this. I'll do it from here. And I'm like, wait, wait, hold on. Like, I think I'm like, get in the body. You got to dance. (laughs) Yeah. I suggest dance breaks all the time. So you nailed it. So dance breaks on dance breaks. I also suggest like sometimes we forget self-touch and that doesn't mean anything crazy, but just to like help us slow down our nervous system. Like, okay. Like who, as I have this conversation with someone or as I'm in the grocery store, like I'm going to put my hand over my heart or my chest or my hair, like just getting us back into the body to like self-soothe. It doesn't need to be this big ritual, though we love them. They're great. Mm -hmm. Sometimes that feels really disempowering because it's like, Mm -hmm. I don't have time for a five hour ritual at two in the morning. You know, like I, it's just not available. So that's why for me, this works really important of like, I have a crazy life. 
I have a busy life. And I always ask my clients, like in the context of your crazy, busy life, how are we going to infuse more pleasure? And they're like, ah, you know, but I'm like, and <laughs> what do you mean? you're like, oh no, but I'm like, okay. Like, so I relentlessly ask them like, okay, within the context of craziness today, how are we going to find more pleasure? And it's those micro things that we talked about. Like, okay, I have two minutes. It's going to be a dance break or I have 30 seconds as I wait for my kids in, in the pickup line. I'm just going to like take a deep breath. You know, like I just want us to get good at finding those many moments that we can interact with. Yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. So have you ever time, ha ever had a time where you were on a autopilot? Oh my gosh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. And I have to watch, I have to like clock myself too now. Cause you know, I've, I've done this work for a really long time. So, okay, great. Broad stroke. But then I notice, like, okay, hi Erica, mm -hmm. you're blacking out in this area or, you know, like it's, it's funny because we're talking about um, pleasure and autopilot, but really we could boil it down to like basic spiritual principles, which is like being moment to moment. So I, of course I check out, you know, of course I'm like, like, of course I, I, you know, as you can tell, I'm a New York, New Jersey, you know, that's where I'm based or I was born, excuse me, not based there anymore. But like, I have like that, like in my veins. So I really have to get good at being like, hi, I still could be at that intensity, but like, I want to like be on board with that versus yeah. me being like, ah, like checked out. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I do actually, you know, I laugh now people who knew me in university would be like, this girl would never be able to meditate. For example, like to sit still and be quiet. Right. <laughs> now I have the ability to just sit and be quiet and, and listen and all of those different, very different uh, aspects. Yeah. It's important. It's, it's huge. It's huge. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I, I want to hear a little bit about your podcast. Yes. So share with me, what are the topics you like to, to discuss on your podcast? Yeah. So I originally started the podcast and I was like, okay, I'm going to do this, this, and this. And originally it was embodiment, dating, mm -hmm. sexual empowerment, pleasure, like that kind of world. Yeah. And then I start, that's where I started and it still is based in that, but I, it's become like what's coming up for me in those moments. So now like the other day I would record about something like, Hey, this is me truth speaking. This is this. So like I'm, um, it shifted cause I'm, I'm all about like, okay, what's real, what's up for me. Um, what's been up for my clients, you know, so it started in one direction and it's definitely like peppered with that yeah. energy, but I'm more like, Hey, these are the lessons I'm learning right now. Does this resonate with you? Let's get on board. But essentially, the if you boil it down, if you umbrella it, it's empowerment, it's yeah. self-love, it's all of those like juicy topics that we're kind of talking about today. I love it. And so what would be the one thing that you're learning right now that you can share with us? Oh my gosh, so many things. <laughs> so <laughs> many things. Oh, this is such a good question. Okay. I am learning deeper embodiment than I ever thought. And I, I ever thought before. And I I ignorantly would say in class, like I'm doing a new program. And I was like, ah, oh, I've been doing embodiment for years. And I'm like, oh, like I'm shocked at the ways that my body speaks to me and that I've completely been like, that's nice. I'm going to speak louder and override what my body's telling me. Ooh, that has been huge. Like that Ooh. embodiment lesson has been big. 
What's an example of your body speaking to you that you might override? Oh, okay. This is a weird example, but it just, it just popped up. So, uh, I'm a big nail person. Like I love a fake nail. Oh, okay. You <laughs> like, have them on. <laughs> oh, so I, that's why I'm like, love clickety clack. Like I love the design. I love a fake nail. Okay. And again, I've been doing this work, you know, this, this new iteration of this work for, you know, really intensely for a little bit. And I went to the nail place, I think it was like last week. And I was like, yes, I can't wait in my brain. I'm like, I can't wait. And I was having a reaction to them taking off the nails and putting on new nails. Like I was like, oh my gosh, like I'm having a reaction to the glue and like, or, and to all the stuff. And I think in the past I've been like, that's nice. Like I was <laughs> I don't care. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, who cares? Like, don't care at all. And I had the same thing with eyelashes. Like, I had fake eyelashes for years. My friends were like, your eyes are red. And I'm like, that's fine. Like, yeah, it doesn't matter. I look beautiful. Yeah, okay. I'm like, at least my eyes are red. So, like, I was like, I'm having, like, like, I'm I'm really having a reaction. And usually, again, I would bypass autopilot. Be like, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. And I felt uncomfortable because I like speak my truth and be, I was like, oh my God, this is embarrassing. And I was like, I'm so sorry. I'm having a reaction. I think I have to take them off and get like a regular manicure. Yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. And so weird, silly example, but I'm noticing that's kind of like the ways that I'm like, oh, or even just getting quiet enough. That's like a, a, a bolder example, but like getting quiet enough. Like I said to, the other day, I was like, oh, there's a pain in my hand or yeah. like, oh my God, I had no idea I had like my lower back pain. I just would override it. Mm. So like getting quiet enough and it doesn't have to be for four hours, but like actually listening to my body. I like mm. never did that to the extent yeah. that I do it now. Wow. Wow. That's very interesting. It's very interesting. I, you know, it's funny. I feel like I do that practice a lot, but I have never called it embodiment. Totally. <laughs> Totally. And it is. That's so interesting. You have, I have a light bulb moment having happening here. Interesting. Okay. So, so let's say I'm the client who has this reaction and this experience, then what, like, what's the next step? Yeah. I think listening and Mm -hmm. here's the thing, listening dot, dot, dot. And being comfortable to speak your needs. Like I was having a panic attack again, silly example, but at the nail place, I was like, this is so embarrassing. But I was like, I have to advocate for myself. Yes. So speaking it, you know what I mean? Like speaking, speaking exactly. Or pretend you have back pain and you're like, I don't want to be the person that's annoying and asks for a cushion. So I'm going to, whatever, make it, you know, right. so I'm just going to make it, I'm going to suffer through it. It's fine. It's fine. Don't be dramatic, whatever. It's like, okay, how am I going to lovingly advocate for myself when appropriate? Right. So reverse engineering that then when people are having moments, but catching themselves saying things like, it's fine. I don't want to be like that. I don't want to be that person. I don't want to, you know, pushing yourself down, making yourself small, those kinds of words. That's when we want to shift and stand up for ourselves, notice and stand up for ourselves. Is that right? Totally. And I think it, not to be corny, but it does ignite other people. They're like, oh my God, like they stood up for themselves. Like I can too, like it, here's Mm. another piece I want to align. Like we're talking very physical, which is important to the embodiment, but also the emotional piece Mm. of like listening, like, oh, like I went inward. And this Mm. is why a lot of people avoid embodiment. Like, oh my God, I'm feeling grief. So it's like Mm. giving ourselves a container to have grief. Yeah. Oh, I'm feeling rage. I didn't know. Okay, cool. What? How do we appropriately handle rage? Mm-hmm. 
Um, but people avoid going into the body because it's scary. Like it could be in our brain scary. Cause what am I going to find physically? And also what am I going to find sensationally, emotionally? I don't have time to deal with this right now. That kind of totally, totally. And I hear a lot when people avoid their emotions and they're not like, you know, totally, that's not their, their first wheelhouse, if you will. Mm -hmm. There's always a fear of, if I start grieving now, or if I start now, yeah. it's never going to stop. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And I'm like, I've it will, that. right. It, it will. But I understand the impulse of like, I don't even want to look at it. Cause I'm scared. If I look at it, I'm going to be crying for 36 days straight. You right. know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. So what would you say to a person like that? If, if you're coaching that person, what, what, what's your guidance there? Yeah. I put them in containers. So what I mean by that is I try to parse it out. So if they are feeling rage, grief, I'm like, great, let's create a container with different tools to process that rage, to process mm-hmm. that grief. And then I don't want, I don't want them stuck there, you know, cause that's the fear. They don't want to be stuck there. So it's like, yeah. we're going to spend part of the session or this check-in like in our bodies, in the rage, in the grief, in the emotion, like I got yeah. you, let's go there. But you know, the deal you're like, I don't want to like then go to the doctors, the coffee shop and be like dangling in this emotion, you know? Yeah. yeah. Sure. So I always have them after they are in those emotions, Mm -hmm. I always then bring them back to pleasure. Mm -hmm. Pleasure is kind of like the nervous system regulation where it's like kind of the the bow on top. Yeah. The reset. Okay. Yep. Just for now. Just for now. You know what I mean? It's not to say like, no, we're happy, you know, but it's it's, it's just to- Well, you don't want to leave them hanging there. So that's really good. Yeah. Exactly. So that way they can go- off and be like, okay, I could, I could go and function. And I could have these conversations mm-hmm. with, you know, these people. And then they come back to the container. So mm-hmm. it's a, it's a balance of giving themselves the space of like, okay, this is the container where I grieve. I cry. Okay. I do things. Yeah. Yep. And then I, I come back and I come back. So it's, it's a little, I don't want to say compartmentalized cause it's not, but I think you got, it's, it's parsed yeah. out a little bit. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. So Erica, I love this conversation. I think we're we're sharing some really awesome things here. Is there anything that you would wrap up with from the the perspective of, you know, living on autopilot? What's the the final thoughts here? Yeah, yeah. I, I I just want to invite everyone with the autopilot piece um to just start to play. Like and it doesn't have to be I don't need a full turnaround and I never ask that my clients cuz I'd be like, "Oh my gosh, this is jarring." You know, I'm not <laughs> asking you to change your wardrobe and do something crazy, but like just notice where we can play more. Notice moments where it's like, oh, okay. I just realized I always go to my Bravo and eat the turkey sandwich and like, okay, I'm just going to try to change it up. So like, this is a play invitation mm-hmm. to just play, um, you know, with changing it up a little bit, seeing what, what you want to try, what you want to explore. Amazing. Amazing. Well, Erica, it was so awesome having you today on this episode, getting to know you and hearing all these juicy tips. So thank you. Thank you. Seriously, this was amazing. So fun. So fun. I'm going to stay in touch with you for sure. (laughs) Please, please. It's amazing. Thank you. And thank you so much to our listeners for tuning into this episode of Power to the People Pleasers. And I invite you to join us again next time. Thank you and have a great day.